Hey everyone, Homes.com knows having the right agent can make or break your home search. That's why they provide home shoppers with an agent directory that gives you a detailed look at each agent's experience, like the number of closed sales in a specific neighborhood, average price range, and more. It lets you easily connect with all the agents in the area you're searching so you can find the right agent with the right experience and ultimately the right home for you. Homes.com, we've done your homework. Hey, and welcome to The Short Stuff. I'm Josh, and there's Chuck, and there's Jerry again, sitting in for producer Dave C. Mm -hmm. Uh, And this is short stuff, as I've already said. That's right. And we're talking about books. What is a book? What isn't a book? Mm -hmm. Old books. How old is that book in the window? Sure. The one with the waggity tail? That's right. Should we get going? I thought we already had, but yes, let's get going. (laughs) So there's this book in uh, in the National Museum of History in Bulgaria, and uh, it is what some people consider the oldest book in the world. Have you seen pictures of it? I have. It's six pages of gold sheet. Like, the pages are gold, and not like they took paper and put gold around it or the edges are gilded. It is like a sheet of gold metal, mm-hmm. and there's six pages like that, and they're bound together, um, and it's written in Etruscan. And uh, the Etruscans were the direct predecessors to the Romans. They um, kind of ran the area. I think their heyday was around 500 BCE. And they're kind of this mysterious group because we haven't deciphered their their writing yet. But we know that this is an, is an Etruscan book. And so a lot of people say, there you have it, everybody. The oldest book in the world is called the Gold Orphism Book. And this is it. Yes, it is uh, actual multiple pages, like you said. It is bound. There are illustrations. There's a mermaid and a harp and some soldiers and a horse rider. And, you know, they say this thing is 2,500 years old. They found it along a river, uh, the Strauma River in southwestern Bulgaria, in a tomb. It was donated. This is all kind of mysterious. It was donated by an anonymous person and then authenticated by two anonymous scientists. (laughs) Yeah. It's a little sketchy. Sounds like aliens to me. But the debate then started, uh, well, that's not true. There's always been debates about what is the oldest this, what's the oldest that, what's the oldest book. And if you think about oldest book, it becomes a little bit of an esoteric question because you have to ask yourself, what is a book? Could it be a clay tablet (laughs) or a scroll or... You know, can it be something that is an ex- like doesn't tell a story? It's just like accounting records. So yeah. you really have to sort of define what a book is first. Yeah. So I mean, a lot of people would define a book by its physical attributes, right? Like it's a certain shape. Um, it's bound together. That's a big one for a lot of people. Um, some people say it has to be on paper, which would um, discount the uh, gold orphism book. Um, and then other people say, well, no, 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 it's just got to, like, tell a story, say, and it can be on anything, and it doesn't have to be bound together. And this is when everybody goes, oh, boy, here we go. Right. Here comes another debate on what constitutes a book. Yeah, but it's not an angry debate, is it? No, it's not angry, but yet I'm angered by it because <laughs> I think it's largely unnecessary. And there is a person cited in this House Tough Works article who I suspect purposefully obfuscates this and initiates this debate because they don't want this question ever to be answered. Are you talking about Laurent Ferry? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, this is a curator of rare books and manuscripts at Cornell. And Cornell, and they were actually interviewed for this How Stuff Works article about 11 years ago. Right. And Cornell is in possession of these clay tablets that they maintain, the largest in the world, and uh, they're pretty old. And some people might say, well, those are books, but most of those, like I said, about like tax records, their financial records, mm-hmm. legal proceedings, uh, they don't espouse any worldview. So uh, I think therein, that means they are not books. Yeah, Laurent Ferry says a, a book would be something that has a binding and that espouses a worldview, right? So, yeah, you can discount those um, clay tablets. They're, they're, they just don't, they don't count as a book. But to other people, they would count as a book. So, so they, they said, well, okay, Laurent Ferry, what, what is the oldest book then? And Ferry said either Homer's Iliad or the Epic of Gilgamesh. The problem is, and this is where I think Laurent Ferry is purposefully doing this just to keep this debate going because they like to talk about this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So the Epic of Gilgamesh, the oldest, is a very old book. Um, The British Museum has one, but it's written on clay tablets from the 7th century BCE. Doesn't count. And, yeah, it's not bound. So the very example that this curator gave as the oldest book doesn't even fall within their own parameters. And here's where I start to get angry. (laughs) All right, well, let's take a break then before you hulk out and hulk smash. (laughs) And we'll be right back to, well, we're not going to settle any debate, but we'll just talk about it more and make you more mad. (laughs) All right, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. Because in Monopoly Go, you can team up with your friends for timed tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. It's very nice. That's right. And the more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. I'm talking about unique stickers that you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes, cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with, or hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges, like digging for treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. That's right. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it now for free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! This Mother's Day, join CARE in honoring the resilience of mothers around the world. In Sierra Leone, facing one of the world's highest maternal mortality rates, one nurse named Zainab has not lost a single mother. Supported by CARE's work, Zainab's clinic has become a beacon of hope in her community. Zainab's spirit extends to CARE's work worldwide, aiming to ensure every mother's safety during childbirth. Learn more at care.org slash Mother's Day. All right, let's let's get back to me getting mad. <laughs> well, it depends on who you talk to. If you start bringing religion into it and all this stuff, then of course you're going to have people that say, uh, you might have Christians that say, well, the Bible is clearly the oldest book because the world is, you know, only a few thousand years old and the Bible was written right after that. So what's older than that, bub? Right, exactly. 
and biblical scholars will say, and scientists will say, well, actually, the Bible was written over many, many hundreds of years, and a lot of these stories that were written were hundreds of years after the events that they're talking about even. Right, but they don't say that to the people who say the the world's a few thousand years old and the Bible was written right after. They, the, the scholars turn to the rest of us and say, well, obviously, these things were written over centuries after Correct. these events. So That's right. um, here's the thing. That's another thing that Lauren Ferry does is what about religion? Why would you bring that part into it? That's not fair. <laughs> They're just trying to do this. And then there was another one, too, that they said, too, is, well, you know, some books are not, it's not like the stories were created out of whole cloth right when the books were written. A lot of them are based on oral traditions. And these oral yeah. traditions far predate any of the, the books that are these oldest books that are written. And it does not matter. It does not matter if the book is a brand new story, but it's still older than any other book, than a book that was published in the 50s based on an oral tradition from 5,000 years ago. That older book is going to be the older book. This Laurent Ferry person is really getting under my skin. <laughs> yeah, it can't be. A book isn't a story. A book is a story that has been bound and written. And I'm, you know what? I'm not, My definition, it doesn't even have to be bound. If you give me a scroll. Okay. That's got a that's got a good beginning, middle, and end mm-hmm. to it. Yeah. Then that's a book. So there's papyri that are forty five hundred years old that would that would qualify them because I mean it's a book, but it's just one long page. All right, that's a book. Okay, all right. To me, so we're hot on the trail here, at least as far as what you consider a book. I mean, Kerouac wrote on uh, rolls of toilet paper, right? He wrote on, was it rolls of toilet paper? I know it was a very long roll of, of paper over like 48 or 72 hours or something like that. And like it, it, that was the story in the book, but you can't sell stuff like that. So you have to bind them in the traditional form so you can put them on your shelf. Exactly. But yeah, was it not a book before when it was just on one long scroll? It's a really great point. Now I'm just getting mad at us. No, not us. Ferry. Ferry. Laurent Ferry. Be mad at (laughs) them. All right. There's another uh, question is what constitutes a book? What kind of book are you talking about? If you're talking about a printed book in in the understanding of printing that we have here in the modern world, well, then that's easy to settle. The Gutenberg Bible or the the book printed right before the Gutenberg Bible. Man, I wish I would have looked it up. I just I forgot Uh, about it. Did a whole episode on that. I know. But whatever book Gutenberg uh, put out first, that would that would qualify. But then you remember in that episode, we talked about um, China had printers mm-hmm. that they didn't use um, movable type. They they used woodblock printing, but they were still printing books. Those are books. So, you know, okay. But then other people say, well, before printing, before automatic printing, uh, there was handwriting, but they were still writing books. Okay, well, then now you're talking about manuscripts. So, <laughs> so actually, you come back to the biblical people and say, well, what you got? And they say, well, we have manuscripts that were written in the fourth century. That's pretty old, isn't it? And you yeah. say, yeah, that's pretty old. But is it, as, is it <laughs> any more of a book than the gold orphism book? Right. I don't even know where we are now in this debate, <laughs> to be honest, because I— I think I'm backing myself into a corner that I painted myself into. You can just walk right out of it. Just say, this is what I now think. I think it can be handwritten. Okay. Because Jack Kerouac was writing with his hand. Okay. I think it can be on a scroll. Okay. Uh, Can't be an oral story. Okay. Agreed. I'm going to say it doesn't have to be bound. 
if you want to sell it, it might have to be bound. But then you're getting into consumerism and like, you know, that whole argument. But I think it has to be connected in some way. So like if it's one long scroll, it, those pages are still connected. Yeah. So what are you, are you saying if they slice that scroll up into a hundred sheets and just stacked them? Uh-huh. That's not a book. Yeah, because that's a manuscript. Because there's Etruscan um, gold sheets that are not connected, that that would not really qualify as count. a book, like the Gold Orphism book, that are actually mm-hmm. older than the Gold Orphism book, but they wouldn't count. They're just pages. You got pages, not a book. Pages are part of a book. All right. I guess it's here that I should reveal to the world (laughs) that I am Laurent Ferry. (gasps) Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. He just ripped off his mask. (laughs) And first he was Bob Euchre, and then he was Laurent Ferry. (laughs) Bob Euchre. What was that from? I think that was where those uh, Bud Light or the Miller Light commercials, right? right? I thought it was like Naked Gun or something. Go back and watch some of those sometime on YouTube. Those are fantastic. Yeah, they really – it was Miller, wasn't it? Yeah, Miller Lite. Uh-huh. Great bits of nostalgia. Yeah. Wow. We were raised on TV, weren't we? Dang straight. Well, I'll tell you who was raised on books. Laurent Ferry. And you know who was raised on radio? Journey. That's right. And how could you get any better as far as endings go than that, Chuck? Agreed. Well, everybody, short stuff is out. Stuff You Should Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.